I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Freddie Spencer reporting after the 2017 French Grand Prix at Le Mans. And I'll get to that in just a minute. And so I appreciate granting me this little bit of, of leeway. I want to talk about Nikki Hayden. And some of you, most of you probably know he was in a tragic bicycle car accident. He was on his bicycle, got hit by a car last Wednesday. And he was basically uh, hanging on uh, and trying to survive since then. Unfortunately, he succumbed to those injuries yesterday and he lost his life. You know, as a racer, we, we realize what we face on the track every time we get on it. It is part of, of what we do, and we, we accept that. And many people in, in many types of, of, of lives and jobs they, they choose to do. But what makes this shocking is it wasn't on the racetrack, and it was in the prime of his life after so many years of, of giving and racing. And not only the way he raced, but the way he conducted himself. And um, so I just I want to tell you a little bit about how I met Nikki. I met Nikki in the early 90s. I was a little racetrack near my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, in a little town. It's not even really a little town, a little, small little place called Henderson, Texas, in East Texas. It was a track, Oak Hill Raceway, that actually opened in 1974, and we I raced there a lot when I was a kid. And I was over there one day just visiting, and... Um, I had some time off, and, and the, a man walked up to me and put out his hand. I'll never forget it, and that Kentucky accident. He said, my name is Earl Hayden. He said, I have my family over here, and they're young racers, and I'd really like for you to come over and meet them. I said, sure. So I went over, and the first thing I noticed is just the sincerity of, these, of this family, uh, beginning with Earl. And I met Nikki and his brother Tommy and, his, and one of his sisters, and they were there racing, and and. And I never forget the look in their eyes. You know, these were really young racers. You could tell they, they, they were passionate. And they, they definitely had that, that competitive look. And I never forgot that. And, and years later, when I was working with the American Hunter Team Consulting, Nikki was hired. You know, this was in the early 2000s, 2000, 2001. And his crew chief, Merlin Plumley, and I go way back. And we all worked together, and, and working with Nikki was just a real pleasure. And it wasn't just the dedication and but on the track, but off the track when he'd come to my school and the laps he would put in. and and it, But for me, it was more than that. It was the way he interacted with people. It was the, the type of person you could see that he was. That was such a real pleasure to not only work with him, but to help in any, any way possible. And... I got the opportunity to go to Japan in 2001, and, and Mr. Ikenoi, who was running the, in charge of the beginning of the Honda 211V program, you know, the V5, he asked me about Nikki because Nikki was in, winning the AMA Superbike Championship. He said, do you think he can win the World Championship? And I said, I think he can if you build him a bike. And, and, and I was 
I'll never forget that that moment when I shook Mr. Inconoy's hand because I believed in Nicky. And again, it was more than just what he could do on the track that mattered. And years later, as it went on, he won the world championship in 06. And, and I just saw him in January in Portugal. We were doing the Honda launch and, and he, we hugged each other. And he hadn't changed from that little boy when I met at nine years old. And that is what I'm proud of him for, is not what he did on the track, but the way he always carried himself didn't change. You know, in the world that we live in, when you leave your environment, you know, I left Louisiana and Nikki in Kentucky, and you leave that comfort of the family, and you go out in the world, it's not easy. But he did it, and he never changed, and he always did the best he could. And for that, I'm, I'm very proud of him. He's going to be missed. And so to all the family, Earl and Rose and the family, we're all thinking of you. The Grand Prix this weekend was going, always going to be interesting. The Bugatti circuit is one of tr incredible tradition, and as a racer, that is something that you like to be a part of. Again, it's not just what we do on the racetrack, but it's what we're a part of. And, and as a kid growing up in Louisiana, I, I imagined someday racing at Le Mans, and I got that opportunity. You know, to race there a few times. And so for the riders this weekend, that's part of it. With the new surface on the track, um, taking out the bumps, it was always going to be a challenge, and they ran into certain issues over the weekend with the weather problems, and so it was going to be a challenge. I always, I always say that that's when we kind of earn our money. Practice is short. We have to make decisions. We have to adapt. And it was always going to be that, that way on Sunday, is who could adapt to... Um, to that new surface and, and um, with the limited practice practice time. The Yamaha seemed certainly strong this weekend. You could see that with the front row of Vinales, Rossi, and Johan Zarco. And the problems that Danny Petrosa had in practice with inability to get some heat in the tires when it was in the cooler conditions and the wet and dry, it looked like that he was going to be struggling by Sunday, but he got through qualifying on Saturday okay. Uh, missed out going to Q2, so he had to start in the very back. So he was definitely one of the strengths um, and one of the amazing, one of the great stories that happened on Sunday afternoon. But certainly uh, the crowd favorite was Johan Zarco. Uh, Johan uh, in front of the French crowd. And that's always, uh, to me, is a good measure, too, of a, a rider that has the potential to be great, is how they perform in those situations where the spotlight is right on them. And you knew that was going to be the case with Johan over the weekend, the opportunity to do one from the French crowd and um, to put it together and, and possibly even win the race. Uh, and that's what he believed was possible. One of his strengths is certainly his ability to get the most out of those first few laps of a race. I've always said uh, that is such an important um, asset to have, is if you can be a strong starter. And if you can get out there in that lead group, or more importantly, get away and kind of set the pace and then make everybody catch you. And, and that's, that's really the benefit or advantage that Johan certainly has over his teammate on the same motorcycle. Uh, Folger is, is Johann's ability to be a quick starter, to get up front, 
um, because they, they talked about over the weekend that, that he, um, Folger and his and Johan's time once about halfway during the race is basically about the same. So um, Johan certainly shows that strength. Jack Miller, that crash he had in, in practice uh, going into that right-hander, you know, turn one at that speed. In some respects, I was kind of surprised it hadn't happened before. I mean, they're tipping in at close to 300K and then getting on the brakes with that lean angle before they pick it up to begin the transitions left. So you can see why it happened, uh, as it, what it showed on the, on the thing. He got on the brakes, locked the front, and it turned right and turned him straight into that into that wall. So with that and then Mark's crash that he had in the race, exact same, similar. I don't think he was on the brakes yet, but he tucked the front and, and crashed. That's why he, he slid forward instead of kind of veering him off to the right. But it's, boy, it's definitely a tricky spot and something they may have to, who knows, they may have to consider the wall, at least to the right, um, if that's too close, because Jack was very lucky. Uh, you can't protect against everything, but certainly you have to take in consideration what possibly could happen. Once the race started, uh, I, I felt Maverick was going to be really strong. Um, you know, he had struggled um, after the first two races. He certainly struggled. Um, in in um, Texas and then in in Jerez, and so it was maybe time for him to kind of come back, and he and he was able to do that, which shows he's really going to be there. That last lap with Valentino was was really amazing because Valentino is always strong on the brakes. We've talked about that. It's one reason why it looks like they're going to back to the stronger construction tire after their vote on, uh, vote on Friday night, where 20 of the riders of the 23 voted to, to go back to the stiffer construction tire in the, in the tire meeting. So Valentino is definitely good on the brakes. Um, and but what was impressive to me was how good he was in the race, especially toward the end, getting off the corner. If you watched it, I mean, he was really strong because even Maverick was mid corner was catching him, but Valentino was was getting off the corner so well. So his this weekend he was doing both. That's why I thought for sure, even when he made that mistake on the last lap, where he ran a little bit wide, which he can do sometimes. But again, that's a product of him always working. And on a strength with his corner entry, he gets in the corner so deep. I thought that he still had a chance. Uh, and the place he was going to do it was in the right-hander coming out of the left before the double right lean on the front straightaway. But he crashed. He lost the rear end, um, and which was not what you maybe expected, or I certainly didn't expect would happen, and that's what caught him off guard. But he definitely rode well. And uh, I think it sets up for him, especially with this new construction tire, he's going to be tough. I think Vinales is going to be tough. I think the rider who definitely unsure about, because he's having to ride the bike so much on the edge right now, is Mark Marquez. And uh, he talked about that. He had three crashes over the weekend, so that really doesn't bode well for him. But we'll have to see. Okay. It's been a hard week. I, I, that, that's the race report. We'll see you next time. Take care.